Hi, I'm Alex Porter from the Manchester Evening News, and I've been joined by Ollie Harbord, who covers Chelsea for Football.London. Hello. Uh, Stuart Brennan, who covers City for the Manchester Evening News. How do James Pearce, he's a Liverpool reporter for the Liverpool Echo. Hello. And Samuel Luckhurst, he's the United writer for the Manchester Evening News. Hello. And uh, interesting weekend to kick us off in the race for the top four because uh, you could argue it's uh, taken a slight twist with uh, everyone winning a game for once. They have, it's certainly hotting up, isn't it? I think, um, you know, certainly obviously Chelsea, despite that setback on the weekend, are, are still in the box seat to go on and win the title, although. You know, it's certainly given Tottenham hope that that United win, um, and then you know, obviously with City, City and Liverpool both winning, um, and on the back of obviously United restoring their top four hopes, you know, it's, it keeps it very interesting. And I think it's, it's likely to go down to the wire, isn't it? I think Liverpool have got the points on the board. I think what six clear United with, with two games, uh, United having two games in hand. Obviously, I think Liverpool are two clear of City who have a game in hand. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it just makes it makes it exciting. So, did United have to win yesterday? Well, that's what Mourinho said. He said that if they hadn't won, it was goodbye to top four purely because City and Liverpool won earlier in the week. And I think, from United's perspective, the, the Europa League is still a better uh, their best chance of getting back into the Champions League because their form's been too inconsistent in the Premier League. Mourinho said again, it's it's extraordinary that they've gone 22 games unbeaten but they're only fifth in the league um, their, yesterday's performance was probably the best I've seen from United in years and looking ahead for this season because there are so few games remaining you're looking upon it and thinking it's probably not going to be a defining fixture this season but in terms of the Mourinho era in years to come a lot of people might look back on this fixture and think that's that was the catalyst that's where it all started because United seem to cope extremely well without Ibrahimovic, even though he's clearly, you know, he's going to win their Player of the Year award and he scored all the goals and he's brought the trophies there this season. Um, but it gives them a little bit of hope purely because uh, of that win yesterday, and it could, you know, it could spur them on between now and the end of the season. But they've got such a tough run in uh, against such very good sides. Who obviously two of them, Spurs and. City above them in the table and seem to be getting better. Arsenal might be more of a presentable fixture and Wenger's a bit of a patsy for Mourinho as well. So there is some hope there, but I think United fans are still a bit you know, cautious about that. I think the Europa League is still very much the priority, as Mourinho's team yesterday indicated again. How about City then, Stu? They've got a, a kinder run in than United, but they won't take anything for granted at this stage. No, it felt like a big result at Southampton on Saturday. Obviously, playing the day before both United and Liverpool, it's not been a happy hunting ground for City down there on the south coast in recent years. To go there, win three 0 and certainly the second half was a, a very convincing performance. It felt like they'd stolen a march. Uh, you, you thought United would slip up, at least drop drop points, um, and you thought that Liverpool would face a tough game at West Brom. You know, it wasn't wasn't was never going to be easy. Um, but then to see them both win, it's still all on. Um, you look at City's running; it's it's not bad on on paper, in, especially the fact they've got four home games and two away games. But of course, City's problem this season has been the home form. They've been, if you look at their away form, they're, uh, they'd be two points behind Chelsea. They'd be second in the league if it was all based on on, a, on away games alone. Uh, so those home games, especially United, that's now such a big game. That's the next league game, obviously, for City. Um, and the way, the way United played against Chelsea, it becomes a, a, a huge test. 
Um, if they can get through that one, even the draw will probably do them. If they can get through that one, they've then got Leicester Palace, West Brom at home, which they should win, even, even though they've not been convincing at home. And then two away games at Borough and Watford, which you know, you'd expect City to go and win. So uh, they should do it, but there's always that little bit of flakiness about City, especially looking at that derby. So how about Chelsea then, Ollie? It feels like uh, you're sort of here in a slightly different capacity to, to everybody else because Chelsea will be fairly uh, sure of finishing in the Champions League positions now and game for the title. But has the mood changed after the game against United? Uh, it's definitely a bit more nervous around the place. I'm sure it will be after the defeat to Palace. You know, they bounced back really well against Man City and then they had a win at Bournemouth. But then to to go up and, and not just lose at United, you know, really outplayed throughout the, throughout the game. Um, I thought Mourinho got his tactics absolutely spot on against Chelsea and and they just didn't really have any answer to it. Um, it highlighted again sort of lack of squad in depth, um, depth in squad, sorry. You know, Marcus Alonso was ill overnight and pulled up in the warm-up and there was no one really to come into that place. And Courtois, the rumours about him getting injured in a basketball sort of uh, promotional video, um, you know, it did show that there is that uh, lack of lack of depth in the squad, and that that will be a little bit of a worry going into the last sort of run in from games. Um, it's definitely not over. I'd say that you know Chelsea is still obviously in the box seat, and you'd, you'd fancy them to go on to win the title from this position. But the way Spurs are playing at the moment, not just winning games, but absolutely dominating them, you think there'd be a bit of a closer run in than it should be. Do you think the FA Cup semi-finals are going to have an effect on the race for the top four? I saw uh, I saw Stan Collymore saying earlier that. Uh, the winner of the, the FA Cup semi-final will win the league, but I'm not sure if City or Arsenal are going to uh, going to quite manage it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's, in a way, it's made it tougher for City. I think the cup semi-final because Arsenal are in a bad place. You know, it looks like they're going to miss out. You know, they're, they're not really in that top four race, um, and they've got to pull something out this season, and they usually do. Uh, I mean, we've had this problem with Wenger all down, all down the years. You know, the last 12 years, he seems to have got progressively worse. Um, but they always seem to pull something out. You know, they, they beat Tottenham. Or they, you know, they beat Tottenham in, in terms of league placing. Or they win the cup, and they almost invariably well, they, they always do get a top four place. Um, but the top four place looks out of the question. So it's down to the FA Cup really for them. So. Uh, I, th- I think City's, City's task in the FA Cup semi-finals has just got a little bit harder with, uh, with Arsenal being so flaky in the league. Well, obviously gives United and Liverpool uh, a chance to play this weekend while, while City are in, in, on cup duties. Is that an important factor, do you think, gents? Yeah, I would. Uh, Mourinho's made a big play of that throughout the season, how they've had a lot of Thursday-Sunday games and I think even going back about 10 seasons ago when he was Chelsea manager and they were in the running with United he kept on complaining that Chelsea were always playing after United at weekends and I think there was a game when they beat Tottenham 1-0 at lunchtime United played at tea time at Portsmouth and lost and suddenly I think the gap was down to about three points so he's, he's well aware of the significance of those and even though obviously United would much prefer to be in the FA Cup semi-final this is a bit of an opening that they've got here um, where you know, four of their competitors are, are playing in the cup game at the weekend. What I would say from United's perspective is that they had, between January and probably up until the West Brom game, they had a massive fixture advantage whereby I think over 10 games they didn't play any top six sides, any top 10 sides and they dropped an awful lot of points in those games against opponents that they really should have been taking to the cleaners. So. 
that knack of just dropping points at home. Obviously, they've not not lost in the Premier League at all this year, but this this you know unwanted knack of dropping points at home, failing to kill off teams. You just suspect that it's going to resurface at some point. And United, by and large, have played pretty well against the the top six sides this season. It's it's been against the the fodder of the Premier League, if you like, that they've struggled. So um, Burnley away. I mean, it would be typical of this United side if they went there and and didn't win the game. Liverpool are pretty similar this season, aren't they? They've got a really good record against the the top sides and have struggled against those that perhaps they should be winning against. But they've got the points on the board. Yeah, and I think that's why the last couple of results have felt so big for Liverpool because I think um, you're right. You know, they've got the best record out of any. You know, if you look at it as the as a mini league, the top six, they're top of it. You know, those bigger games have brought out the best in them this season. I think they brought out the best in Klopp in terms of his tactical approach to those matches as well. You know, the, the problems early on in the season, the reason why Liverpool's title challenge faltered was you know they they lost to Burnley. You know, they lost at home to Swansea. Really poor defeat at Hull, um, Bournemouth away when they capitulated late on, um, and you know they it's basically stood accused at times of having an attitude problem and lacking the stomach for a fight um, when they come up against those lesser teams, um, especially teams who sit back and try and make life difficult for them, uh, and then are quite direct when they when they attack. But you know those to, to win at Stoke and to win at West Brom. Um, over over the last couple of weeks, it's been huge for them. You know, especially in the absence of some some big names, because you know, Jordan Henderson was so important in the first half of the season. He missed a lot of football since Adam Lallana's and his best season uh, for the club, and then to lose Sadio Mane, their top scorer. Um, you know, I'm sure Liverpool's rivals would have pinpointed Stoke away, West Brom away as two matches when they expected Klopp's side to drop points. But um, to grind out two wins and to do it in the manner they have done, I, I think has given Liverpool a, you know, a huge boost and, and taken them a big step closer to, to getting in that top four. We discussed how all the other sides have dropped points against the sort of lesser sides, but that Chelsea, is that what they're doing differently to everybody else? Yeah, I think they've just been ruthless in a lot, in a lot of what they've done on the pitch. Um, you know, they've had a very settled uh, team throughout the year with, you know, the lack of European football this season means that they can go through fixtures and players have time to um, rest up and they're ready for the next weekend and they haven't really had to change things too often. Um, that's where a little bit of their discomfort has been in the last few weeks as they have had to change things. They had injuries to Victor Moses as well. That was a big loss and a big sort of um, part of that Crystal Palace defeat. And But the difference has been this season for them is they just been able to pick up those those wins and on the counter-attack obviously they've been devastating with Hazard and Costa but Costa at the moment is not really firing on all cylinders and that's another big worry for Chelsea at the moment going into the last few games. So Stu how big a week is it for City then if they can beat Arsenal and United is that a good thing for not only their top four hopes but going into next season as well? Yeah it's absolutely a crucial week you know the two games come within like four days of each other um, and it'll be a real test of that, that mentality we were talking about. You know, if they can come through those two games uh, and win them both, they'll be in the cup final. They'll they'll go a long way towards securing the, the top four place, and they'll they'll prove to Guardiola that, that they are actually gear, gearing up mentally for next season, where they, they are going to have to be that little bit stronger. Um, but there'll be two two really tough games. You know, it's not it's not going to be easy. Uh, I, I think the derby. It'll be much more of a contest this one. I thought City absolutely wiped the floor with United, certainly in the first half at Old Trafford. Um, but that, that United team has changed. They've evolved clearly going off the evidence of, of the game against Chelsea. 
Um, but City have evolved as well. You know, I think they're, they're getting it a little bit, as, as Pep said. You know, they're starting to, to understand what it is he's trying to drill into them and they're actually actually showing that they can play in his system. Um, now they've got to show they can do it against big teams and the next two games is a perfect time to do it. Agree with that, Samuel. How are you confident from United's perspective for the Manchester derby? I think Stu said the, um, the United team will be a lot different. That derby was, was a very strange game in many ways and that United just... Didn't, they seemed very relaxed, which was quite curious given how intense Guardiola's sides were, and particularly, I think, not just the first half, but throughout that game, uh, De Bruyne, Silva, and Fernandinho were exceptional. Whereas United had a two man midfield with Pogba just going off piste and Fellaini being left isolated. I think United, as you saw at the weekend, when, when they get to that level of intensity that Mourinho is previously demanded of his teams they can be a real force to be reckoned with and Herrera's been a big uh, has had a big say in that remember Guardiola said after that game in September how Herrera was really good for second balls I think he said that uh, I think that was the reason why Fernando came on quite early in that second half as well so Herrera's had a big impact what I would say about Herrera is that he can be quite inconsistent at times but he seems to have this tendency to turn it on in the big games he's been uh, outstanding at Anfield previously uh, this season. He was, you know, very very instrumental in the Tottenham win. Uh, also, he had a good game against Arsenal. He's scored a couple of goals against Arsenal. He's you know, slowly but surely emerging as pretty much the de facto leader in this United side. And it's going to be fascinating to see how how that contest fares because again, the the conundrum for Mourinho right now is whether he's going to keep this formation which did so well against Chelsea. I know it's a bespoke system for the occasion and he used it last month in the FA Cup game but I think United have got the personnel to make it work uh, between now and the end of the season and also the Ibrahimovic factor, do you bring him back into the side? I don't think anybody's got much doubt that Ibrahimovic will come back into the side but he does compromise the fluidity in that team. If he's not scoring, he's really not doing very much at all. And it is there are times when he's so ineffective that it's like you know it's like United have got ten men on the pitch, which is a very strange thing to say about a guy who's been nominated for the PFA Player of the Year award and will win the United Player of the Year award as well. But it's it's quite remarkable how um, how easily he irks United supporters. I mean, when it was when it was apparent that he was coming on for Rashford, I don't think there were too many United fans that were happy about that, which just is an indication of how United you know, how United fans see the team playing without Ibrahimovic. And I think also they get a bit impatient with the whole teasing over whether he's staying or whether he's going. And obviously if they can back up their performance that they produce against Chelsea without him again, then I think if he does go in the summer, I don't think too many people are going to be concerned by it. So, James, who do you think is the most important player for Liverpool's focus on the top four then? Um, I think certainly in terms of what, what they're left facing for the rest of the season, probably Roberto Firmino. Um, I think he's very underrated across the Premier League, I think. Um, you know, I think most Liverpool fans had, had kind of feared that their top four hopes had suffered a, a terminal blow when Sadio Mane was ruled out for the season because he's been... You know Liverpool's biggest attacking weapon throughout. The, you know he's more than justified his thirty million pound price tag. Um, but you know Firmino is is a player who I think sometimes his efforts go under the radar a little bit because he's not a prolific goal scorer. 
Um, you know, I think he scored his 12th of the season uh, to get the winner at West Brom on the weekend. Um, but he just offers so much more. You know, I think there was a stat during the rounds that he's created 69 chances uh, for the team in, in the Premier League across the board this season. You know, I think chipped in with six assists as well. Um, so yeah, and he's he's just the perfect fit as well for you know Klopp's high intensity pressing style of football. Um, and you know he does so much work you know off the ball as well as being a creative force on it. So I think yeah he's probably key. I think you know talking about the games that all the teams have got left. I think you know it's it's obviously good for Liverpool the fact that United and City are playing each other because they can't both win. Um, and Liverpool's running is actually pretty kind when you look at it. It's um, you know three at home against Palace, um, Middlesbrough and Southampton and trips to West uh, West Ham and Watford. Um, five clubs are effectively you know, haven't really got anything left to play for. I think Middlesbrough on the final weekend, you'd expect them to be be relegated already. Um, so, you know, I think it, it feels like it's in Liverpool's hands in terms of getting that that top four spot. And uh, you know, certainly from their point of view, from the position they're in now with those points on the board, um, you know, it would, it would be a, a major failure if they did miss out. Ollie, um, from a Chelsea point of view, it's obviously been a really great season. If um, someone had told you last August we'd be having this conversation, would you be expected to be in the top four conversation or the or the top or the title conversation? Oh, definitely top four. I think uh, the way the last season panned out, um, it was pretty horrific from a from a Chelsea point of view. And there's something that um, Antonio Conte keeps bringing up in the last few weeks is quite an interesting one, especially in the build up to the Man United game. Um, little digs here and there, just saying about you know. Chelsea being the underdogs and if you know last season they didn't have anything to play for being 10th in the table and, and all those sort of things just just little little bits that maybe he was having a little bite back at Mourinho in the build up to the game obviously it completely backfired on him in the uh, final result um, yeah it's been a fantastic season um, they just need to finish it off that's the thing now I mean they it was a, a double figure lead that they had and it's now gone down to four points and people will not be feeling very comfortable about what's going on at the moment I think this weekend, the FA Cup is a massive, massive game for Chelsea. Not just about winning the game, but actually stopping Spurs on this run that they're on at the moment. They look in incredible form. And, he, you know, Conte even said yesterday that they are the best team in England at the moment. And, and the way they're playing, you have to sort of say that because they really are dominating teams. Um, so, yeah, this, this weekend is going to be a huge one. And I don't think many people would have seen Chelsea being so clear at this stage in the title race uh, had it been in August and it has been a superb season So if you were a betting man, what would your top four look like uh, come the end of May? Um, I think I think Chelsea will still do it I think it'll be Chelsea Chelsea Spurs City I mean, I'll go with Liverpool I think is fourth Agree with that Stu? Uh I think United might just pick Liverpool into fourth, but other than that, yeah. All right, well, thanks very much, gents. Appreciate your company.